be able to write something like that, something that comes from the heart and something that communicates uh, a wonderful truth uh, that when God speaks, you know, things happen. Uh, through His Word, He created the, the universe and, and through His Word, uh, He creates uh, a new creation in us when we uh, listen and obey as, as her song sang. So, uh, wonderful, wonderful song. Uh, we as Kentucky Baptists have been encouraged to share our story, tell, tell your story about what God has done in your life, how God has changed you. And uh, as Christians, uh, we all have a story, and I encourage you to think through that often and reflect on that. And when the Lord presents those opportunities, share your story with others and let uh, the power of what God has done in you uh, allow Him to use that to change others. So. Thank you again, Marlene. So, when I want to ask you to open your Bible with me to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 14. This morning we are in verses 22 through 31. Uh, it's by God's providence we find ourselves at this text today uh, in uh, laying out uh, our, our sermon series and was looking uh, a few weeks back at the dates and, and where we were headed in the text uh, I was excited to see that uh, this particular passage was going to fall on this day because this was the day that we had uh, to do the Lord's Supper. Now, normally we do it the first Sunday uh, of the quarter, but since I was out of town, it got moved to this week. And so, uh, by, uh, I said, God's providence, we find ourselves today uh, at this uh, occasion with uh, this sermon uh, text before us. As I shared at the beginning, we're going to be doing the Lord's Supper a little bit different today. It's going to be part of the message. Uh, one of the reasons I uh, felt led to do that is to help us to perhaps through the, uh, the taking of the elements to feel a little bit of what the disciples felt on that occasion, to uh, be uh, in somewhat of, of the original context as we do these things and as they uh, heard the Lord speak uh, in, in that setting, that hopefully we would find ourselves uh, in a similar uh, frame uh, of mind. Now, we are taking uh, what we call the Lord's Supper. It's known by various names in, in different uh, churches, different denominations. Some refer to it as communion or the Eucharist, the Lord's Table, uh, known by different things. But all uh, of those who participate in this, regardless of what name we attach to it, it's all based on this historical uh, reference, this historical uh, point in time where Jesus and his disciples met and celebrated uh, the Passover one last time before his crucifixion. And because it was the last Passover Jesus shared with his disciples, it's referred to as the Last Supper frequently. But in reality, it was more than just the last Passover, the Last Supper. It was, in, it was really the first Supper. As we think about what we are doing today, uh, it was instituted back on that evening of Jesus and his disciples together. So it was not really a last supper. It, in a way it was, but in reality it was a first supper of many suppers that were to come. And I believe the reason why Jesus incorporates this, it, it's a, a constant reminder to us as we participate in the Lord's Supper it's a reminder to us that we need to trust in Christ alone as our only source of saving grace and sustaining grace. Because when we come to the Lord, we come to the Lord by faith, and it is His grace that saves us. And we trust in Him alone for that saving grace. But it's not just in that moment 
that we need His grace. It is every moment from then forward we need His sustaining grace. So a constant partaking of the Lord's Supper reminds us that we need to trust in Christ alone, not in and of ourselves or anything else. We trust in Christ for saving grace and sustaining grace. I want to encourage you to stand at this time, if you're able to, as we read this text this morning. We stand in reverence for the reading of God's holy word. And here we see Mark writing these things, chapter 14, verse 22 through 31. These things are written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. While they were eating, he took some bread, and after a blessing, he broke it, and he gave it to them, and said, Take, take it, this is my body. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly I say to you, I will never again drink of the fruit of the vine until that day, when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. And Jesus said to them, You will all fall away, because it is written, I will strike down the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. But Peter said to him, Even though all may fall away, yet I will not. And Jesus said to him, Truly I say to you, that this very night, before a rooster crows twice, you yourself will deny me three times. But Peter kept saying insistently, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And they all were saying the same thing also. Let's pray together. Mighty God, as we find ourselves at this point in time, in this place, in this setting, Father, we are reminded anew of how much we need you. Father, as we face the trials and the temptations of this life, we dare not try to face these things alone. Lord, we all need your grace. Perhaps there is someone here that has never trusted in Christ as their Lord and Savior. I ask God you would open their eyes to see that truth, that they are helpless and hopeless, and that Jesus Christ is the only way for salvation and eternal life. Father, for those who are born again today, I pray you would open our eyes anew to how much we still need your grace as we go through this life and we face these battles. I pray, Lord, you would renew within our hearts an understanding and rekindle a, a passion for Jesus and his grace. Lord, be with us throughout our service today. I pray that you would speak to us through this text and speak to us through the taking of these elements of the bread and the cup. We pray these things in Jesus' blessed name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. We've been working our way through Mark's gospel. We have come to the Passion Week. These are the last few days of Christ on this earth prior to his crucifixion. And he is spending this last Passover meal with his disciples. And this, we see, is the last time that he, he teaches all 12 of his disciples. The last lesson that he has to give them 
before the events of this evening that lead up to his crucifixion. So needless to say, with these last few moments, Jesus seeks to impart to them some very significant teachings. And as a master teacher, Jesus incorporates a lot of different things here. All five of the human senses are involved in this lesson dealing with the Lord's Supper. If you stop and think about it, they're, they're hearing his words. They are seeing the bread and seeing the cup. They are, are smelling the bread. They are smelling the wine. They are, are tasting these things. And so all of the elements of the human senses are involved in this. and Everybody learns differently. And Jesus, as a master teacher, does this. And so I can't help but think from that point forward, the disciples could not smell bread or, or taste wine and not hearken back to that night there in the upper room and be reminded of those words and that lesson, that illustration that Jesus had to teach them. And so if it is so very significant for Jesus to teach these things to his disciples, then through the text we have before us, it falls upon us as his disciples here today to figure out what the Lord was trying to accomplish through this lesson. The first thing I think he would have us to understand is that we need to stay hungry for his provision. Hungry for his provision. We are to never forget our need for grace. We are to stay hungry for the provision that Christ gives. In verse 22 it says uh, that at, while they were eating, we are reminded that they were taking part in the Passover. This was the traditional meal a ceremonial meal that the Jews did every year that they remind that it was a reminder of how God delivered them miraculously from their bondage in Egypt and so there was a a prescribed order of service as the Jews participated in the last or in the Passover and it says while they were eating the bread Jesus suddenly flips the script he changes things. And so undoubtedly this caught their attention. It, it grabbed their focus as they thought, what, what is our master doing? This isn't the traditional words of the ceremony. And so here Jesus interrupts the supper. He interrupts the supper. As things are going, as they are prescribed, suddenly something different, something unique, Jesus introduces into this. And so it's a reminder to us that what took place there was in some ways tied into the Passover. But Jesus was bringing about something new as well. And so Jesus interrupts the supper, and then Jesus interprets the supper. Here new symbolism is added to the Passover. The Passover, as I said, was, was very symbolic. Each of the, the different elements and the different parts and the, the different words that were shared during a traditional Passover meal was very symbolic. And so in the minds of the disciples, they were already in a frame of reference where the things being said and the things that were being taken and eaten and drinking and, and, and drunk were, were reminders. They were, they were symbols of something that God had done in the past. And so in that frame of reference, Jesus adds new symbols to this, and he also explains what these new symbols mean. It's interesting when we look at verse, four, uh, verse 22, all of the verbs, all of the actions that are incorporated there. It says, while they were eating, Jesus, it says, he took some bread, 
And after blessing, he broke it and he gave it to them. And he said, take it. This is my body. And he had taken the cup and he had given thanks and he gave it to them. And so here we see Jesus, he is in action. Jesus is in charge. Jesus is doing these things and the disciples are receiving of what Jesus is doing. So here the, 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 the picture is one of Jesus doing for the disciples what they could not do for themselves. With all the authority he had in that setting, he was giving to them something so that they might receive and be reminded of what Jesus was about to do for them on the cross. Something they could not do themselves. But Jesus was to give himself for them and they were called to, as we are today, receive from his grace. So Jesus in action, the disciples passively receiving. It's interesting here too because it says that Jesus took the bread, taking bread, he gave it to them and said, take this. So Jesus, in, a, in an active sense, is taking the bread and he is commanding them to take what he is giving passively. So the same verb, Jesus, action, the disciples, passive. He is taking so that they might take from his hand. And in this new symbolism, these new symbols here, Jesus provides two specific elements here, the bread and the cup. And we read in verse 22 that he blessed and he broke, he gave it to them and said, take it, this is my body. And then with the cup, it says that he had taken the cup, given thanks, he gave it to them, they all drank from it, and then he explained what the cup meant. Very different from what we normally do, isn't it? Normally we explain everything and then we give everything. But in that particular setting, here is Jesus giving of the elements, the disciples receiving it, and then Jesus explaining what had just happened. And so very interesting reminder for us of what Christ was about to do for his disciples. They were to receive it from him, his sacrifice, and then come to a fuller understanding, having received from him, of exactly what it was that Jesus had done for them. So at this time, we're going to participate in the taking of the bread. I'll ask for our deacons to come forward at this time as they will help administer this for us. In verse 22, it says, While they were eating, he took some bread, and after a blessing, he broke it. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, as physical bread is meant to nourish our physical bodies, we pray that this bread that we are taking today symbolizes for us Jesus Christ, the bread of life, and how He and He alone is to nourish our spiritual being. We are taught in the Scriptures, in Deuteronomy, and Jesus, through His temptation, shared that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. 
Scripture teaches that Jesus is the bread of life. He is also the Word made flesh. And so as we take this bread, Lord, I ask that you would bless it, nourish us spiritually as we are reminded symbolically of what Jesus has done for us. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen.